that you're just good enough, that you're worthy because you are, mm. that the desires that are on your heart are placed there on purpose because you're meant to walk them out in your life. And like, you really, really, really actually can design your life the way you want it. And there is literally nothing holding you back besides the, the untrue, they're actually untrue thoughts you think about why you can't have it. But you're, in, you're like responsible for your mind and what you think so you can change all of that, you know? Hey friends, and welcome back to another episode of The Perfect Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren, and I have no idea what I'm doing, but nobody really does. So let's talk about it. Each week, I'll be sharing a candid conversation with a super cool human who has a perfect story to share. Here's what happens when people stop using filters and start getting real. Let's do it. Hey, perfect people. Happy Friday. And if you're new here, welcome, 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 welcome. I'm your host, Lauren, and I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy you decided to spend your Friday with me. This is the perfect podcast, and it's the place where people stop using filters and start getting real. Each week, I interview a different influential person from around the internet, and I ask them to share the parts of their stories that don't show up online. I do this because I want to prove to you that no one knows what the hell they're doing, but they go ahead and they do it anyway, and they figure it out, and we hear from entrepreneurs, influencers, uh, bloggers, actresses, authors, podcasters, and we find out how they manage their relationships with social media. How do they manage the pressure of showing up online and balance that with the passion to pursue whatever it is they're after? I know we can all learn a thing or two about developing healthier relationships with social media. And who better to learn from than people just like us who happen to be making a living doing it? So that's the show. That's Perfect Podcast. If you're new here, welcome. And today is a very special day for the podcast for a couple of reasons. First, our guest is a total and complete badass who will blow your mind. And second, this is the final episode of the season. Season one is done. We did it. And we'll be taking a break for the month of February. And season two will be launching Friday, March 6th. So mark your calendar for that. Friday, March 6th, season two, starting again. I already have some incredible interviews recorded and a calendar full of more guests to speak to. I just can't wait to share them with you. I'm so grateful that I get to do this work and share these conversations with you. You have no idea. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming along on this ride with me. Um, while we're on break, you should definitely catch up on any episodes you may have missed. We've been speaking to so many incredible people this season. So if there's an episode you didn't get to catch, now's the time to catch up and Come hang out with us in our private Facebook party because we'll still be hanging out there during the break. It's called the Perfect People Private Party. The link to join that is in our show notes. And it's for real my favorite place to hang out on the internet. Like, hands down, no joke. We have so much fun in there. We connect, we engage, we meet friends, we ask questions, we joke around. It's just like a really good time. And of course, you can continue hanging out with me on Instagram because you know that's where I always am. And that's at my brand of happy. Um, and of course, the podcast has its own account at Perfect Podcast, and that account will still be up and running during the break and dishing out all sorts of vibey and spo for you to consume. And one final housekeeping note before we get into today's amazing guest, if you haven't already, please, please, please make sure to hit subscribe. Even if you don't listen to podcasts all that often, every subscription helps get this show in front of more people. And of course, rating and leaving a review is a huge, huge, enormous help. It takes less than a minute, and it's a super easy way to show your support. Along with that, you can uh, share the show with your friends and family, shout it out on social media, tagging us, and reach out to me and offer your feedback. Is there someone you want to hear from as a guest? Do you have specific questions you want me to ask? Certain sponsors I should reach out to? This show is made to serve you, so any and all feedback helps me do that. Now, on to the multi-million dollar question... Who the hell is Amanda Francis? <laughs> well, I'm thrilled to share this magic woman with you if you aren't familiar with her already. Amanda is a self-made multimillionaire and is often referred to as the money manifestation queen. She helps women step into their worth and earn the money they deserve and desire. 
She creates incredible content and online courses to support her community, and she's a fucking blast, which I know you'll hear once you listen to the episode. I know Amanda because she was my coach. She was my life coach, my business coach. Yes, many, many moons ago, I had my own online business as a branding coach, and Amanda helped me get started. And I was lucky enough to work with her right before she blew up. So I got to develop a really wonderful relationship with her as my coach. For those of you who know me, you wouldn't at first glance know why I gravitated toward Amanda. Um, We have very different lifestyles. I, for one, am not materialistic at all. You guys see me, you know, wearing used clothes from the thrift stores and wearing the same thing every single day. (laughs) Um, Where Amanda has a closet full of beautiful luxury brand clothing and accessories, probably multiple closets. Um, My idea of a night out with friends could be two for one drinks at like a local happy hour. Where her night out with friends is going out to try different caviars, which is a true story. You'll hear about that at the end of this episode. Um, So why then have I been following her and consuming her content for the past five years, paying her to coach me, buying her courses? Because she's preaching my gospel. Her lifestyle may look different than mine, but our values are super aligned. Our mindset, our worldview. And I think that's a super important distinction to make. When you find people who are offering value and serving up what you need, you stick with them and you see what they can teach you. You don't need to look like them. You don't need to live like them. You just need to learn from them. And that's what I've been doing, learning from Amanda, because she is the realest, most transparent, no bullshit teacher I've ever seen. And if you've gotten to know me at all through the show, you know that's right in my sweet spot. So I have a quick little story to share with you before we hear from Amanda, and I'll get into that right after this message. So before I got on the call with Amanda, I was scrolling through her Insta stories, and she was sharing questions people have been asking her about the course that she has up for sale right now. It's called the Money Mentality Makeover Course. She sur- We talk about it more at the end of the conversation, and there's a link to learn more about it in the show notes, but someone asked if the course was right for them because their husband makes the money for their family and they're a stay-at-home parent. And her answer was very insightful and it hit on exactly why I continue following her. So here's what she said. The exact question was, I have a traditional job or I am a stay-at-home parent. Is this only for entrepreneurs? And her answer was, no, this is for everyone. Money is an infinite resource. It is not limited to a job or by a job. Learning to tap into, flow with, and receive more money may create changes in your job or your partner's job, and it will certainly create changes in your life. Many people, including teachers, attorneys, psychologists, and stay-at-home parents, have taken this course. They report receiving pay increases, promotions, and new job offers, manifesting through their partners, discovering new streams of income, receiving very unexpected money out of fucking nowhere, and feeling incredible in their overall experience with money. This isn't about your current job or lack thereof. It's about opening up to possibility and expecting to be supported in ways you can't yet see. So I'm in a similar situation, right? I'm a stay-at-home parent and my husband's business brings in most of the income for our family. And yet I still gain so much value from consuming Amanda's content because it's not just about making money. It's about becoming a magnet for what you want. It's about conspiring with the universe, attracting opportunities to you, learning how to let it be easy. And that's why I was so eager to get her on the show and I'm so excited to share this conversation with you. She's serving up the good stuff, people. And She did not get here overnight. She shares her whole journey in today's episode, and I know you'll have so much to take away from her story. So without further ado, here is Amanda Francis. No, before we, should we do this live? Should we be like, oh my God, we haven't talked conversation. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I was honestly, didn't know if you would remember or like knew, knew it was with me. Um, oh, that's crazy as hell. (laughs) (laughs) No, Deb, I didn't book this one. Deb booked it. So I saw your name on my calendar and I knew exactly who you were. Oh, okay. Good. Yeah. Then I told Deb today, you're like, I told Deb, I was like, you know, I know her. She's a former client. Deb was like, I have no, I had no idea. She didn't mention that. 
Yeah, I mentioned it in like the very original email, but I, you were like one of the first people I reached out to for the show and that was like in November and you had mm-hmm. just been busy and, and so yeah, it was a while ago and I'm so glad I got you on the calendar at like the perfect time. I'm so happy too. Yeah, we, I mean, I kind of took a couple months off doing interviews and then I opened a whole bunch of spots with my calendar and dad picked her favorite emails. So mm-hmm. she must have liked whatever you said. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. I've been having a lot of good back and forth from her. She's good. Yeah, we loved up. Um, so listeners, if you guys don't know, um, we did work together when you were first getting started in your business. Yes. Yeah. You were my business coach many moons ago. Yeah. That was <laughs> so it was very long it was, ago. It, I, it was like five years ago. I know. I mean, we were talking about the basics, 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 like pricing yes. and your offerings and mm-hmm. yeah. And what you were going to call yourself. And yeah, oh my gosh. I'm so grateful that I, I like got to work with you like right before you had this like real big upswing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Loaded. So I had all of this like really quality one-on-one time with you. You were, I had access to you. I had all the support from you. It was the best. It was. So yeah. Fun. It was a very different price point then. <laughs> yes, yes. I got you at the best time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, divine guidance. Yes. It was very serendipitous. It was, yeah, I had a, my business for a little bit and it was just like a really transitional time in my life and you were, it was great. It was great to have you. So yeah, thank you. That. Now you have a baby. I do. I have a baby and she's amazing. She, it's Aww. unreal. So when I think about the time I worked with you, it's like a lifetime ago. Like I really don't remember anything before her. It literally feels like a different lifetime. So were you married yet? I know you guys were together, no, but we, like... We weren't married yet. We had just yeah. started dating. Um, and I had like very quickly, like quit my job at the advertising agency and I like moved in yeah. and I was yeah. like, I want to have my own business. And that's when I found you. <laughs> and here we are. So and good. I'm married and I have a baby and I'm just doing my thing and it's awesome. So good. Yay. Well, yeah. Well, I'm very, I'm so happy that you like remembered me. I was a little. No, that's like silly. I mean, <laughs> like. It's, I'm, it's like my calling card. I don't know why, but I always assume people don't know who I am when they do. I like am notorious for coming up to people who I know know me. And I'm like, well, do you remember who I am? I don't know what it is. I guess it's some like weird insecurity I have that I need to work through. But do you know what weird block I have? I have a weird block that's similar that I'm not remembering a person right. That like I think a person is a different person and I've confused multiple multiple people or two people in my head. Right. It's like the silliest brain block. Yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, we all, we all got them. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's how we know each other. And I was, that's a very, I'm very happy we got to catch up a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. but I'd love for you to introduce yourself properly to all of our listeners who may not know who you are and let them know what your work is and who you are because it's quite the story. Yeah. Hi, I'm Amanda Francis. So um, I own a company that creates online training programs, mostly for women entrepreneurs. So essentially, Amanda Francis Inc. does online education mixed with personal development, mixed with practical business knowledge. So it's kind of a combination of the practical and the spiritual and the energetic in mostly digital course form. Does that make sense? Yes. <laughs> that makes yeah. Sense. Cool. Um, and I have, I have a lot that I want to cover. And I, I mean, I know you told me we have a little bit of extra time, but yeah. in the interest of time, I do want you to kind of like briefly share what all was happening like before you hit where you are now, like before, before all of this, because I think that's a really important part of the story and it offers a lot of context for when people kind of just like stumble upon you and they see this like massively successful, gorgeous girl, like living her best life on Instagram and doing all this amazing thing. Like you have this whole journey that you took to get here. And I feel like when people remember, like see that and have evidence of it, it all seems so much more accessible and doable for them. So if you want to just share the like that, the condensed origin story, I guess, of Amanda Francis. Totally. (laughs) So I'm from a tiny town in Oklahoma, like lower middle class world. Um, Definitely nothing in my upbringing said like, 
you will be wildly successful. There was no like multi-million dollar like words stamped on my head or anything. Um, I just, I really wanted to help people. I really wanted to help people and I really wanted to make money. And I didn't really know how I was going to combine those things. So I'm trying to think how we, how we condensed this really well. I mean, basically there was just many years of taking my inspired guidance and staying on my path and taking like one step at a time, believing I could have the things I wanted, which isn't always easy. Like believing that you're going to create like a multi-million dollar brand mm -hmm. when you come, when there's absolutely nothing, <laughs> no evidence that that says that that's something that's you're capable of or that's possible. I mean, it takes a, it takes a continual reworking of your brain and a continual like squashing of your fears and a continual like, well, doing things like you do your best to overcome and disprove your doubts and fears and limiting beliefs. But sometimes you just have to do shit while you feel afraid and have doubts and limiting beliefs, you know? Mm -hmm. So I went from my first career, I went to ministry training school and I worked in ministry. And then I went back to school, finished my undergrad, took out student loans, like, like took out a lot of student loans, put myself through grad school, got a master's in counseling, was working, was in my master's program and had an internship at like a Dallas inner city school and a different counseling center, just working as a therapist when I had the inspired guidance to become a life coach. Like I literally didn't know anyone who was a life coach. Like I knew zero, but I heard someone mention the word life coach in class one day, making fun of life coaches like the professor and some students were like, oh, life coaching, like what, what a bunch of crap. Like you don't even have to be licensed. And I was like, you don't even have to be like, you don't have to fucking be licensed. Like, you mean I can start going and doing this now while I like, while I'm in this master's program. So that happened like on a, during a weekend class, like on a Saturday. And I had my website up on a Tuesday. <laughs> like, I mean, oh yeah, I mean, but I stayed up all night learning how to build a website. I didn't have a background in that either. So then, you know, over time, um, I finished that master's program. I hang flyers all over Dallas, like every Starbucks in Dallas, every single day for a very long time, like months, to get like my first seven clients. And meanwhile, I'm learning more about the internet. Like, like I said, I built my first website. Mm -hmm. I'm very interested in like internet marketing and online branding and, and how to build a following and what all of that means. So like, I'm putting out free daily inspirational content from the very first day I started my business nine years ago, even when no one was clicking like. Like, I kind of always knew that was the vibe. I just didn't know a lot how to be, a lot about how to be impactful on the internet, I, but I knew I wanted to be on the internet. So um, I put out content every day. I grow my baby life coaching business. Over time, I help other people start their own coaching businesses and help therapists add coaching legs to their practices. And that accidentally kind of made me a business coach. Mm. Meanwhile, I'm expanding on learning more about doing everything online. And this kind of goes on for ever. And I just get better. I get better and better and better and better. Like any of us do if we like stay at it, you know? So it's been nine years since I built that first website, like nine full years. So it's definitely been a, a, a journey, you know, with, a million, a million moments where it didn't look like it was working and I kept going anyway, you know? Exactly. Exactly. I'm so glad that, I'm so glad that story is so, it's like the perfect story because <laughs> you're like, you are where you are now and to hear like all of the like grassroots, like DIY oh, yeah. stuff and like that's yeah. when I met you, you know, like you were really like getting started and to watch your story and watch your journey has been I mean, I've always just been like cheering you on and like so excited for you because it's amazing. It's amazing. To Thank see you. Get to where you are. Um, yeah. So yeah. I started in 2011 and we worked together, what, in 2015? Was it 15? I, mm, I guess that was 2015. Yeah. I think like probably 2015. So it was like at that point, there was a little bit of an audience, but it was right. pretty small. Like I was, the com my company was growing. I was making mm -hmm. more and more money, but I, I mean, yeah, it was like, I was doing all the things I'm doing now. I just magnified it and amplified it like exactly. <laughs> about a million times over now, since then. <laughs> you were like on the precipice of something. Like you were about to, you were very close to like making that big leap 
forward. And yeah, it's just been yeah. to be a part of and watch your story. Thank um, you. So this is, of course, the multi-million dollar question. But yeah. How did you become a multi-millionaire? <laughs> that is a self-made multi-millionaire at that. And along with that, like when you hit that milestone, were you able to like truly celebrate it and like be excited or were you immediately like starting to look toward the next milestone, whatever that, whatever comes after that, I don't know. But yeah, I know that's something <laughs> that that title alone is just so loaded and people I'm sure are, they catch it and it's, you know, they're so curious. So what yeah. happened? <laughs> so how did I become a multimillionaire? So, well, first I had to become a millionaire and before I became a millionaire, I had to be someone who made, you know, like multiple six figures in a year and before that it'd be someone who made six figures in a year and before that I just had to fucking get started and you know it's like yeah it kind of so now okay so to be really honest with you like the leap from like three thousand dollar months to eight thousand dollar months isn't any different now than the leap from like three hundred fifty thousand dollar months to five hundred thousand dollar months right like it's not energetically, there is no difference. And I haven't had a $500,000 a month yet. Mm. <laughs> the highest we've had is 420000 But wow. I can tell you because I can feel the $500,000 a month like it's obvious and it's done. And mm -hmm. of course, that's what happens, you know, because, right. because like that's what I'm doing now. But it doesn't feel any different than any other time I decided I was going to the next level. It feels the exact same. So you become anything you're going to become like one day at a time. And I think the way you wrap your head around bigger numbers financially is you have to kind of make them no big deal. And that will make you feel crazy. You'll be like, shouldn't I kind of be like more humble or grateful or something than this? <laughs> but like you kind okay. When I had my first six-figure month, which I, I know that is, like, I know that is insane. Like, I'm not, like, out of touch to the point that I don't understand that that's insane. Right. No. So when I had my first $100,000 a month, I remember thinking it was the biggest deal in the world. Mm -hmm. I could not comprehend more money. Right. And so for about five months, it was, like, 100, 109, 98. I was right there at that five-month thing. But I, like, I knew I was going to be someone who was always driven for more. And more money for me isn't just more money. It literally means I help more people. Mm. More people enrolled in more content. More people were served, right? And, like, I have the success stories and the testimonials all day long to back that up, you know? So, like, so there's a lot of meaning and purpose for me in wanting to go to the next level. Going to the next level is, like, infused with service. And that's great, but being a good-hearted person won't automatically take you to the next level. Like, I had to view $100,000 as nothing, hmm. <laughs> which is crazy. So a good friend, well, she was a mentor at the time. She's a good friend now. But she said to me, we were on the phone, and she said, well, truly, what you have to understand is $100,000 is nothing. And I was like, excuse me? That's a lot of <laughs> fucking money. She's like, Amanda, for a true wealthy person, they could never live on this. Mm. And I was like, you are crazy as hell, but you're right. The only way I'm going to allow more in is if I stop making this such a big deal. This has to just become the new standard. Wow. And that's like a really weird thing for our human brains who want to be like good, loving, grateful humans. But it's become a very true thing for me. Mm. Like if you believe that six figures in a year is the most money in the world that someone can make, like I did growing up, then you won't be able to wrap your head around a $200,000 a year because it just won't make any logical sense to you. You won't give yourself permission to even start to go there, you know? So, um, yeah. So after I changed my mind around that 100000 thing, I hit 180 within maybe two months. And then 250 and then 350 and then like I said, 420 is our biggest month. But it's not any different. You, you get that it's like not really any different. Yeah, it's like just the work I'm, is the same. You're doing the same totally. work just for more people and a bigger audience and more content and And I'm comfortable with bigger numbers. Yes. Yeah. Through practice. They're more just yeah. like figures. Like the numbers are just figures rather than like having all this meaning behind them, all this since they, yeah. people are so sensitive about money, they have all these stories around money. So yeah, they attach all these extra narratives to them. And when you strip those away, they're just numbers that show up in your life. 
But I don't really mean anything. Yeah, nothing means anything you don't make it mean. That will like always be the ultimate, ultimate truth. I think that's like a very Course in Miracles e thing. Mm -hmm. But like we're just assigning meaning to shit all day long. You know what I mean? True. Yeah, and we're just making things either impossible or unrealistic or too out there, or whatever. Mm. So the second part of your question was, did I celebrate? So I have to. I remember, I remember the day I became a millionaire. I remember the day my company rolled into seven figures for that calendar year, which was my definition of a millionaire. Mm-hmm. Later, I hit seven figures in the bank. And that, that I mean, like, there's so many different, different definitions for what all these things mean. Right. But I defined millionaire at that time as seven figures in a, in a year. And I hit it on, like, September 24th of 2017. And I was in an airport, I was catching a flight to Atlanta, I looked at my phone to see the revenue for the day before, and I was like, I like really quick, like ran the numbers for the year, Um, like the online software I use can do that for you really quickly, I ran the numbers, and I was like, holy shit, I did it, Mm -hmm. and I did celebrate that one, I didn't tell anyone right away, I told my friend that I was meeting in Atlanta, like maybe two days, like two days later at brunch, mm-hmm. I, uh, like, I don't know, I did not wrap my head around it, and I told my friend, and she was, like, you know, very, like, wow, you did it, we celebrated how far we had both come, and all these things, and then eventually I told my team, and then eventually I had my team make a graphic, and then eventually I shared the graphic on the internet, and then I launched, I launched something, I dro- I launched Drop the Motherfucking Money Struggle uh, yeah. to celebrate, I mean, how else do you celebrate making a lot of money than, other than helping others do the same, I guess? Yeah. Um, the day I became a multi-millionaire, I really couldn't tell you. I guess it was 2018. It was the next year. Mm. I couldn't tell you the day I hit 2 million for the year. I really couldn't. I think I'm better at now knowing what's coming, expecting it to come and like kind of rolling with it. I roll with really big numbers and I roll. You're not like waiting, holding your breath for it and Uh -uh. it blows up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I think a lot of people, when they... Um, come into new levels of wealth, especially self-made people, there's these big letdowns, like you think a six-figure launch or a seven-figure launch or whatever is going to feel different. And then it it just feels kind of normal and you're already ready for the next. And then you feel disappointed, like you thought it should do something for you. I think I've let go of all of that. I'm just going to the next levels because I am. So I get to feel good. I get to feel happy. I get to celebrate but there's no like, I'm not trying to get some kind of internal fulfillment by hitting a new revenue goal because life doesn't actually work that way. Yep. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, so I was sharing with my husband, like the different guests that were coming on the show and the, ne- the people I've been recording with in the past um, week and uh-huh. sharing your content with him. And I was like, oh, this is what this. And she, he's seen your stuff before because you were my coach. So I had he's yeah. introduced him to you before and I was showing him like where you're at now and all this stuff and his immediate reaction was to reject it was to say no that's fake that's not real it's a lie it's a scam like you could say whatever you want on social media and like his immediate reaction was to reject it and I think that a lot of that came from the fact that he's also like a self-made very successful businessman he has a company that he built by himself like on his own dime no help didn't come from money and now he has this like very successful like on the Inc. 500 offices all over the country. 50 That's amazing. Employees kind yeah. of. So like he's sees himself as this like self-made businessman and his journey was so different than the one you have that it's really hard for him to accept that you also are doing something like that. And I'm wondering like, do you often come up against that confrontation with people? I would imagine like men specifically might be intimidated by you making so much money or just people who don't understand the industry. They don't understand the concept of this passive income, like revenue stream. Like, do you ever come against those conversations and like, how do you handle them? Like, do you have to like prove your legitimacy to them or do you kind of not entertain it? I don't really care what people think. (laughs) I mean, if you see my house, my garage, my closet, my bank account, there's like evidence everywhere. I mean, I don't know. Um, (laughs) whatever. Um, but No, I can't imagine entertaining that conversation, honestly, because I'm not doing it for the people who don't get it. Like I'm doing it for the people who do get it, do want it and need the inspiration and need the example and need to know that more is possible for them. And I haven't had any men say anything like that to me, Mm. but I have heard of other people's husbands saying like a, 
it's not what you think. Mm -hmm. But I just think, I mean, I don't know. It's kind of confusing to me because I think I run one of the most transparent businesses in the industry. Right. Like I'll share screenshots. Like I shared a screenshot the other night in my Insta story that was um, how many people have enrolled in each course last year. And you see like a thousand people coming into Money Mentality Makeover and 300 people in this course and 500 people in that course. If you run those numbers, it makes sense. But I think like, I just, I don't know. It's weird to me because I so have nothing to hide. I think way more than the average person. I think a lot of people on the internet are like claiming big numbers, but their ad spend is like the same or more than what they're making. And like, I barely run ads. I'm like, I don't know. I just think I keep it so clean that it's a little confusing to me. But when that happens, you just have to know that it's like a reflection of that own, exactly. that own person's doubt. Mm-hmm. Like he, for whatever reason, thinks the way he did it with more of a traditional, I guess, mm-hmm. like business that has like offices and la 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 right. is the only way for legitimate money. But why would an online education where you have very little overhead make more right. <laughs> than he's able to make? Yeah, you know what I mean? it's hard. It's people, they get, um, yeah, they get these stories in their head and they think that that's the only way. And yeah, I was, it wasn't even worth my time to kind of just try. I tried for a minute, like, but you see, like, it's all there. Like you see, and it wasn't worth it. And I was like, all right, well, it's not worth me telling you about it. You don't. Yeah. Like have a good day. Well, you can play for him my answer if he wants to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, hubby. How are you? (laughs) Enjoy the podcast. Along with that, since you're so confident and transparent in all of this, I'm wondering, I would imagine you still experience imposter syndrome. Like, I feel like that happens to everybody who's like living online, consuming other people's content all day long. I feel like even Beyonce is going to like experience it every now and then. They're going to feel that twinge of like, oh, like FOMO or envy. Does that ever happen to you? How does it manifest and how do you manage it? Yeah, it feels like a, to me, it might be different for everyone. So there's like this weird thing going on where you kind of always feel normal because you're just in your normal life. You know what I mean? Like, so, and you were there every step of the way. I had zero overnight success. It was all right. so gradual over so long. So I'm kind of just always in my reality. But there, are, I guess there's moments where it's like, can this last? Like, is this maintainable? Like, was this a fluke? And I think women do that a lot more than men. Like, men are way more comfortable being like, I created this, I did it. And women will more like talk about like, right, timing, good luck, blessings, God, you know, like mm-hmm. everything just kind of came together instead of just saying like, I fucking did it. So how do I deal with it? I guess I just like, I don't know, I do give credit to like, I mean, like I do feel like I was God led, but also like God couldn't make me do anything, you know what I mean? Like there was plenty of divine moments, but like I had to show up and take the action every day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I guess I just remind myself that like I did it and I can continue to do it Mm -hmm. and I can do it for as long as I want. And anything other than that would be a waste of my time to believe. Okay. Cause say I'm wrong. Say I'm so wrong about everything I've ever believed and I made it all up and none of it's right. Mm -hmm. Like just for the sake of believing, well, like, or the sake of pretending, how would it help me now to it? Like if I started to assume that like something about this was not maintainable or not sustainable, or like I didn't know what I was talking about, or like the thousands of people who swear by me, like maybe they're all wrong. Like, how, like I would start manifesting weird shit. I would start creating weird evidence to back up the idea that something is falling apart or going downhill or being wrong. And I don't want to do that to myself. No. That's, that's a great answer. I love that. And yeah. for these thousands of people and all these people that are, you know, consuming your content and depending on you, like your, your audience, do you ever feel like an obligation to them to like show up a certain way? Do you ever feel like a pressure to show up online a certain way? And as you've, I mean, like you're saying, you've evolved and all of us do, we grow, we change, we, our brands are going to look different. Our business is going to look different. Do you just kind of assume like everyone's going to ride along with you or do you ever feel like you have to like change or shift to fit the expectation your community has of you? No, I feel zero obligation, like less than, like less than zero obligation. I'm so aware that free content is free content is free Mm -hmm. content. And you can't, you don't get to have an opinion about my free content. I made it for free for you. It costs me money to make. 
you're welcome. So like, I, like, I, I really have no tolerance for any, the, for that kind of conversation at the same that. time. Hum. I fucking love that. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's fucking free. Like we're not even talking about criticizing it <laughs> yeah. at the same time. I'm very aware that I give a lot of free content. I don't know anyone who has mm. as valuable content, like between the podcast and the YouTube and the IGTV and the free daily shit on Instagram and Facebook and Insta story and my Facebook group. Like I am a free content machine, but mm-hmm. I give free content cause I love it. I free con- give free content cause that's what I've always wanted to do. Like, like I said, the very first day of my business, so I started putting free inspirational shit on, shit on the internet the very first day. So, okay. I don't think anyone gets to tell me how to do that. Yeah. First of all, I'm very committed, however, to what I said I would do when it comes to paid content. If I said a course or a program comes with this, this, that, or the other, then that's what it comes with. If it says I will or will not be in the Facebook group, then that's the way it is. If it says my team will be in the Facebook group, then that's the way it is. Like, I mean, I just think you have to really like, you can't fuck with integrity in that kind of way, right? So I'm very married to how we do paid content. I'm, I'm going to do free content, how the fuck I want. And as far as expectation, it's like, this is just my belief. And I think it's a pretty good one. I think people come and go, people fall away. It doesn't really matter that much. If I offend people by how I evolve, what I do, what I don't do, it doesn't really matter. I'm assuming that the whole evolution, like my personal evolution, and that directly affects my business evolution, Mm -hmm. that that is just creating more expansion all the time. Like whatever I feel led to do, whatever I want me to do, that is only going to grow my audience bigger. And that's the only way it could ever be. Like that's kind of how I think of it. I think that's exactly right. Yeah. I think that's exactly right. And speaking of like showing up online all the time and always giving, giving your content, you are someone who's like living online. Like you are always showing up in stories. You're always sharing your life. You're super transparent. And I'm curious about what your relationship with social media is like. Um, And if, you can share maybe like one thing that you like really don't like about it, maybe your least favorite part about working online and what your most favorite part, like the part that is like you love showing up online for. Yeah. My least favorite part is that your phone's always with you. Mm. Like my office is always with me. You know what I mean? So that's my least favorite part. And that's been a really weird thing over these nine years, but it's also like a really great thing when you, So I used to feel really attached to like my phone and my laptop and like working and stuff. And I remember at the end of many days, I would literally get done and throw my laptop across the bed. (laughs) Not in a mean, not in like angry, but just in like a, ah, I'm done. Get away from me. Like go to the other side of the bed now. And I haven't done that in so, 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 so long. And I think it's because like, I, I like kind of have a flow now. Like I'm good to wake up, grab my laptop, knock out a few things, go work out, eat, do any other random things I need to do, come back to the laptop, do a little bit more, and then do whatever my evening plans are. And I may or may not pick up the laptop again right before bed. But that's like just kind of the thing I made up. Like people have as many different combinations of how you work when you work for yourself that are that are possible. There's people have them, you know? So I guess the whole it's always with you thing was really challenging at different moments, but now it feels really like an advantage and like a really great thing that I can just grab the laptop anytime, get work done and, but not feel like some kind of weird obligation to overly work. Mm. Um, and I think the other thing about that is I'm pretty connected to only doing what feels good at this point. And if I'm about to like dig into some kind of work thing that makes me feel resentful or drained or something like that, I'm very aware that it's not going to be able to stay that way, that it needs to be delegated quickly or I need either I need to find a way to do it with a different mindset and attitude or someone else needs to do it. So if, if for years and years and years and years, you know, anything that doesn't feel good to you can't really stay that way, your business is going to just feel better and better and better all the time. And your relationship with your like phone is going to feel better all the time because it's not like you're picking it up to do shit you don't want to do anymore. Hmm. Exactly. So that's changed a lot. Um, and then what did you ask me? My favorite thing yeah. about, about having an online life. So I think, I don't know. It's like 
people think they know you mm. and they just can't, they can't, they can't from a three minute. Like if you take all the Insta stories from a whole day, it's like what, three to 10 minutes? Like they can't. So I don't, I don't really hide things. Like everything I say is true. Everything I share is from my heart. I give away tons of myself, but like, I feel pretty private. Like no one would be able to figure out like where I live, where I work out, what grocery store I, I go to, or like who some of my friends are that aren't also online or like who I date or like, I just, I just actually feel very, very private and I feel very in charge of what I show and what I share. I don't feel obligated to share anything I don't want to ever. That's a good place to be. Have you always felt like that or do you feel like that's like more recent, like you've developed that over time? I think I used to spend a lot more time curating content. Mm. How do I explain this? Like I used to spend a lot more time like getting content ready. Like, oh, if I want to share that I'm drinking this like coffee out of this mug, I'd like rearrange the background more and like mm -hmm. get it more like prepped and placed and and I like I just kind of don't now. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I still I still prefer that my online presence be aesthetically pleasing. That's not a requirement. That's a preference I have. Mm -hmm. Like I still want that, but I think after you've done it a long time, you just kind of relax about it because none of it matters that much. Like there's a picture going out on Instagram like right now. I sent it to my team right before I got on the phone with you. Mm. And it's not really an ideal Instagram picture at all. It's not really that great. But it kind of matches my grid right now and it kind of works and it kind of does what I need it to do. And I'm literally never going to think about it again after it goes out. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't care that much. <laughs> I don't know, you know? Yeah, I mean, I ask that because I think it's important to see that this relationship that you've developed with, with social media, the things you don't like about it and how you've developed, like, fixed that and the things you do like about it and being private, that developed yeah. over time, just like any relationship. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us forget that we're in a relationship with social media. Like, we interact totally. with it and we really have to take more responsibility about what we're doing there so that we feel good whenever we go on. And that takes uh, time. It takes trial and error. Figuring out what doesn't feel good, stopping doing that, like, it takes time. Yeah, totally. And I think a lot of people probably feel like a lot of pressure. And it's just like, it's not one of those things where it's like you can drop it and break it, you know, like you're, it's not that fragile. So I think, you know, I think what really probably works for me with our continual growth is that I hold a vision for being massively influential. And I expect that to be the trajectory. And then I share things that feel good to me and look good to me. So I don't know that they feel good and look good to everyone, but if it's the vibe that I can kind of get down with, then it's probably a vibe that a lot of people can get down with, you know? So yeah, that's kind of how I have it sorted in my mind. I love that. And um, before we end up um, end the call, I wanted to ask, this might be like an on the spot question, but if you can give like one concise piece of life advice, not just like business advice, but like something that listeners can take away and just like, you know, just live their best life? Like what's one thing that you should think they should be doing, thinking, saying to themselves? That you're just good enough, that you're worthy because you are, mm -hmm. that the desires that are on your heart are placed there on purpose because you're meant to walk them out in your life. And like you really, really, really actually can design your life the way you want it. And there is literally nothing holding you back besides the, the, untrue they're actually untrue thoughts you think about why you can't have it but you're in, you're like responsible for your mind and what you think so you can change all of that you know i know i love it i've been listening <laughs> to you for the past seven years i believe it <laughs> so yeah. what to one more time shout out like where people can find you work with you and how can they sign up for the course okay, okay. so I'm XO Amanda Fences on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and I just got, uh, what's it called? Oh, TikTok. I just got TikTok. So let's see what we can do with the TikToks. Um, I have no idea what I'm doing on there. So that's the other thing. I'm still playing with social media. That might be something that served me over all these years is I still get on a platform and explore with like not a lot of expectation besides like, well, I'm probably going to figure that out and get better as a psycho. I don't know. Um, as far as the course, so I have a lot of different courses, but the one that we're referencing is called Money Mentality Makeover. And it is like my full-blown digital course on how to reprogram 
realign, rearrange, and like tune into a new relationship with money. So this isn't just like money mindset. We do cover mindset, but this is about like how you, what you expect from money, how you perceive money, the very relationship you have money, and allowing to create a dynamic where you work differently with money. As you guys heard throughout this, I have, I've had lots of little hacks and moments and tweaks when I learned to perceive money differently, expect something differently from money, and attract money in a new way. And this is across the board, you know, principles that work not just for entrepreneurs. It doesn't matter if you're a stay-at-home parent without a job or a traditional job, but it's definitely a job, or whether you're climbing the corporate ladder or you're an entrepreneur. Like, these principles are, are timeless, and they're not explained very well in my experience in the online space. There's a lot of people who teach on money and teach on how to receive money, but not a lot of people who teach how to like have money, keep money, be with money, be comfortable with money, invest money. Like I've gone from lower middle class to like, I mean, I'm just going to say it like kind of wealthy between the amount of money in the bank and investments and the three properties I own, et cetera. Like I'm building sustainable wealth. So I think I'm a really great person to learn these principles from because I've evolved it continually over time. You know what I mean? Yes. I think you're the perfect <laughs> teacher for it. <laughs> yeah. I don't see anybody doing it in such a like, it's like a relatable way. I think that's what attracted me to you so much from the very beginning. It's like, I see myself in you. Like you're just me like you're a multimillionaire like of course I yeah. can do it because you're just like us like yeah I'm pretty normal right totally <laughs> so I mean I'm weird as fuck but I'm like very like a normal like person <laughs> yeah. um so yeah so what we're saying what we were what I'm about to say is there's a pre-sale for money mentality makeover that actually ends on Friday night at midnight. So if you're listening to this on Friday, the pre-sale is almost over. Mm -hmm. So what I think we should do is just give them, can we just put the link in the show notes yes. of the page? And if they signed up to be an affiliate link. Is yeah, then just put your affiliate link. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so you have two ways you can go about it and both work perfectly fine. I think you should give them both links. Okay. Give them what we call the waitlist link and that's okay. the link that we, we give out all year long so that people can be on the waitlist. And then they get the special price, the special pre-sale price when the course opens. So when you opt into the wait list, you get a bunch of free money manifesting resources. So whether you guys ever think you might enroll in a course or not, like beside the point, like go ahead and check out the free money making resources. Like why not, you know? Mm -hmm. So give them the link to the, give them your affiliate link to the free money making resources. Mm -hmm. When you sign up for that, you'll get an email with a link to the sales page. So if you go click on that, it will take you to the sales page, or I often call it an enrollment page, and your pre-sale price will be taken off automatically. Mm. If you're seeing this a little late, wink, 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 like on Saturday, <laughs> just know I typically give a little time zone grace. So if you're seeing this a little bit late, just like go ahead and see if the special price is still there. Um, and then I think leave them your affiliate link for the enrollment page. So... People can just jump on if they don't really want the free money manifesting resources. They can just go to the enrollment page and like read the testimonials, watch, like watch some of the success story videos and just go check it out. And do I still have access to these things like from when I was your client or does that? Yes, you have access to all of it. So that's what I thought. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't think about it until before this, right before the call. So I wrote it down to ask you. So how do I access all of that? So you just email assistant at amandafrancis.com and say, well, most people would say like, hey, I'm an alumni and I just, I've lost track of my login over all these years or whatever. Mm -hmm. And Deb goes and finds your order. You would say like, I was a private client. Okay. So from people back in 2014, 15, it's so funny because we've obviously like changed softwares over the years. And like, I've just taught my team how to go find old orders and old softwares. Mm -hmm. But from people like, er like early on, like in those few years, typically if Deb says like, Hey, I can't find an order. Like I know all of their names. Right. I know all of their names and I can find your PayPal receipt in my personal email. Oh, so wow. I like, it's really crazy because I did like, I knew everyone. Mm -hmm. There was four people in the money course the first year 
there was 1,007 people in the money course last year, you know? So like for the first few years, I like just really knew every single person really well. I knew their profile picture. I remember what questions <laughs> they asked me in the Facebook group, you know? Oh my God. I'm so crazy. like grateful that I was a part of that time with you. Like I'm, I'm so lucky. It's not lost on me. I'm so, so lucky. Oh, thanks. Yeah. So anyway, just email Deb. She'll look for your order. If for some reason she doesn't see it, I'll pull it up in my PayPal. Okay. I mean, in my personal email and screenshot it to her. And um, she'll just share with you how to create a new login and a new password. It'll be easy. And what all are you doing after this call? What's the rest of your Amanda Francis evening look like? I have one more podcast interview um, with a current private client, actually. Oh, cool. I guess it's a private client kind of day. I've already worked out today. What am I going to do? Oh, I have a friend. This is going to sound, I say I'm a normal person and then I make this statement. I have a girlfriend who, um, she's actually my publicist and she really wants to try caviar and I love caviar. And so I was like, I'll take you for your first caviar. And then she got really nervous and afraid she wouldn't like it. And then I was, she was like, what if I don't like it? Does this, like, does this mean something about my future lifestyle and my wealth and abundance? And I was like, it means absolutely nothing about your wealth and abundance, but I like the way you think here. Let's just go try the caviar. So I think I'm champagne and caviar dreams on this Thursday evening. Like, how perfect is that? Like, how well branded of an evening for you? It's perfect and it's ridiculous, but I'm, I am excited to show someone something I really like, of course. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be a fun evening. Well, I'm so lucky and happy that I got to spend some time with you tonight. And I'm Thanks really glad that we reconnected. I've Me you. too. I send you so much love all the time. You're so sweet. Yeah. It's so great to talk to you. Yeah. Well, have a good night. Thank you again. And we'll be in touch. And yeah, I'll be sharing this tomorrow so you can share it with your people too. Cool. Yeah. Make sure you tag me on the Insta story so I can reshare it. All right. Okay, well, cool. Bye, love. Bye. Have a great night. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, perfect people. I hope you enjoyed listening to this conversation as much as I enjoyed having it. If you want to continue the conversation, you can find us on Instagram at Perfect Podcast. That's P-E-R-F-C-K-E-D podcast. And if you're into the show as much as I am and know other people who should be doing this thing with us, pick so it didn't happen. Make sure to screenshot this episode inside your podcast app and share it on Instagram, making sure to tag us. And if you want to take it a step further and make this relationship Facebook official, you can join our private Perfect People Facebook group where we hang out with strangers on the internet. You down? Cool. Hit subscribe, leave a review, tell your friends, and tune in next week for another conversation with a real person talking about real life in real time. Same time next week? Cool. See you then. Later.